Portions of this podcast may not be suitable for children. It's real-life stories and sometimes PG-13. The devil comes where the money is and where it is not. He comes twice. Author unknown. You're listening to the Think Twice TV podcast. Hear true life stories, catch good vibes, and be inspired by engaging messages. On this show, we'll think twice about life, faith, and just what could be possible when the two are united. Broadcasting from the beautiful Great Lakes state of pure Michigan, here's your host, Dan Henderson. Hello, we are back for another episode. Thank you for listening. Today's show is entitled Mean Streets, Tales of Amazing Grace from the Inner City. One of the first Bible verses that really stood out to me was John 10.10. Jesus says, The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Jesus is giving us the mission statement of the enemy. He knows their playbook. Steal our innocence, kill our faith, destroy our families and communities. But he also gives us the solution. It's himself. It's no secret that every big city has its problems. And the stories we hear today will highlight that, but they won't leave it there. They paint a clear picture that when people give their lives to Jesus, he can do amazing things, giving not only life, but new life. Let's get into our first story now. I started, I started getting high when I was like 11, 12 years old. Um, my parents divorced and we started partying with my dad. Um, I was smoking weed and drinking, and um, this continued all the way through middle school and into high school. Um, and then by the time I was in high school, I was experimenting with everything I could get my hands on. And, um, and then when I was 17, um, I was dating my best friend Eric, and he sold heroin. And so I started using heroin and a couple months I was sticking needles in my arms multiple times a day just to be able to function. Um, and then one morning my, my parents came into me and Eric's apartment and uh, told me that my father had shot and killed himself. That um, that broke me, and my addiction, <laughs> of course, got worse. Um, me and Eric lost our apartment. We lost everything, and and wound up sleeping in the park until <clears throat> to one night. I was driving down the road and these kids that that I had I had wronged tracked us down and started to shoot up my car. They um they unloaded six clips into my car and Adam was in the front seat and Eric was in the back seat and Adam got shot in the leg twice. Eric was, he was in the back seat and he was leaning forward trying to push my head down so I could drive us out of there. 
And um, they finally stopped shooting when they ran out of bullets. They shot 70 some bullets into my car. And when I finally got to the gas station, Adam ran in to call the police and I got in the back seat with Eric. He had been shot in the head and I grabbed the two pieces of his head and they held them together. And I begged God to let him breathe. He, um, he did breathe. But he died. And I gave up. The, um, the forensic unit later told me that that there's no way that I should have lived, that the angles of the bullets should have ripped my body to shreds. Um, I didn't know, not, know then, but I know now that was God protecting me. After Eric died, um, I, I didn't want to live anymore. I, I stayed in heroin addiction for 11 years. And I began stealing everything I could get my hands on to support my habit. And I began robbing people, doing whatever I had to do. Um, when they finally arrested me, um, I was arrested with 21 felonies and two misdemeanors. Um, so I was in and out of jail a lot. Um, I always thought that I could kick this heroin thing on my own. Um, my Aunt Dee would come and, and visit me when I would get locked up. And she would tell me to just come to the rock, come to the rock, that God had something better for me. But I just wouldn't come. Everything was about just staying high and staying numb. And I abandoned everyone that I love, including my three children. I didn't want anybody to see me the way that I was. And I didn't care to see anybody else. But one day, God picked me up and he brought me to the rock. And I That's run by my auntie. And she showed me that 
God had something better for me. That he wanted more for me. <laughs> and she taught me how to fall in love with Jesus. I, um, I got a, a peace inside of me now that I, I didn't know before. And I found, I found forgiveness for myself and for the people that had hurt me. I stayed in, in the discipleship homes and um, I went to RSUM and I graduated and God restored my family to me and my children and I now work full time at The Rock and live at home all three of my babies and my family. Now that I'm working full-time at The Rock, I get to come back here to the same neighborhood that I bought drugs from. And I get to share Jesus with people that are hurting, just like I was. You're listening to the Think Twice TV podcast. Come see us at thinktwicetv.com. My name is Victor Magana. I'm 40 years old. I'm a, I'm a next, I'm a next gang, gang banger. I was um, selling dope. I was, I was, I was gang banging. I got um, a couple bullets back when, when I was 15 years old. I almost lost this leg. When I was 16 years old, I, I almost lost this one. You know, um, I gang banged for about 10 years. I survived, I survived a lot of wars, a lot of um, craziness out here in these streets. Grew up in Boyle Heights, Aliso Village. I lost a lot of my friends. I remember when I was in high school, I counted, I made a list of a lot of friends from different neighborhoods, you know, just in my neighborhood, from different neighborhoods that um, that died. I remember I was in the 11th grade and I had a list of 125 guys, people I knew, people I shared life with, people that I never thought were gonna die so young, but they're gone. And when I was getting lit up, when I was getting shot, when I was going through my things, I thought I wasn't gonna live to be 20. Here I am, double that, I'm 40 now, but I know it's because of the grace of God. Because in, in June of, of 96, when I was about to turn 22, you know, a girl that I met introduced me to Jesus. She took me to um to her church, and I thought first, a Christian church, I thought everybody was nuts. I thought, this is crazy, you know, I was brought, brought up Catholic, I never went to church, but I didn't know nothing about Christians. And when I went to that church, I thought everybody in there was crazy, just nuts. Man, they brainwashed these people. So I left, I didn't think nothing of it. I go, you know what, just, it's cool we met, but don't bring me back here. I used to buy my uh, rocks from uh, Watts. Well, one time, I took this girl, this Christian girl who had fallen away from the Lord. I took her with me with one of my homeboys and his girlfriend to watch the score. And um, I told him when I got there, you know, hey, wait, wait for me right here. I'll be right back. I, I, I told my friends, it's never been a problem before, but that certain day, my, my connection wasn't there. So another guy comes, he goes, hey man, what you looking for? I says, I, I need this. He says, I got it, follow me. I, I, I shouldn't have, but I went, being an idiot back then that I was. He took me to the back of the projects, and next thing you know, like 10 black guys come out of this house, and they surround me. And I was like, wait, wait what, what's going on here? And they're um, disrespecting a different neighborhood that was going at war with them at the time. It was a racial tension. I says, you know, first of all, I'm not from that neighborhood. And second, from, uh, well, I've been coming here for years for business. I don't come here to bang. Yeah, I'm a gangbanger, but my neighborhood, you know, we fight each other. We fight my race. I don't fight blacks. I grew up with blacks in Aliso. So I, I get along with you guys. You know what I mean? That's what I'm about. I'm about money. 
And he says, all right, all right, it's cool. I bought what I needed to buy. So on the way back to the car, he pulls out a gun, connects it to my temple. And he says, yo, I want you to give me the dope you just bought. I want you to give me your wallet and all the gold. I used to wear a lot of gold back in those days. And um, I looked and I'm like, what? I says, look, coming from the streets, I knew that once I gave up my stuff, I knew that I knew he was going to kill me. I knew that there was no, I knew that he knows the, the, the street law. I'm going to come back for you. I'm, I, I know who you are. I'm going to come back for you. You know I'm going to come back for you. So there's no way he was going to let me go. So I, I just gave a little prayer. I remember that church at, the, at that moment. I remember all the things I've been through in my life. And I says, man, so many near-death experiences. And here I am again about to get killed. And the only hope I got is God. So God, if you're real, get me out of this. I'm, I'm praying this in my mind. So what I tell this guy, look, check it out, bro. I go, before you uh, you, you, uh, you shoot that, you, you pull that trigger, hear me out. Give me one minute. Hear me out. I'm going to come back and spray that house. And you know that I'm going to do that. So I'm not going to give it to you because I know you're going to kill me. But listen to me, I said. All I got is $20 in my wallet. This gold I'm wearing is fake. This dope, you know. What good is it gonna do you, bro? Because you know when you see that car, you can see I had a luxury sport Monte Carlo back then, European front end, gangster car, right? Drop. I says that car right there. I got five of my homeboys in that car. You see it? And we're all strapped. Once you shoot, they're gonna hear. They're gonna come out. They're gonna come out blasting. And what you're gonna do? I told them your your friends are gonna get mad because you're bringing heat on their business and all this for what? For twenty dollars? Fake gold? Some rocks? I never forget what he said, man. Put his gun away. He says, you know what? Get out of here. Shook my hand. I, I, I was, man, I felt like relief. I walked to my car. There was no five guys with guns in there. There was no guns. There was one guy with two girls waiting for me there. I got in my heart, my car, my heart was beating. We, we took off. What took you so long? My friend asked. I said, you know what? I almost got killed. Just go. Just go. Just drive. And the girl that took me to church, she seen how nervous I was. I never got shook up like that, but finally I got shook up because when I went to her service to that church, they were talking about heaven and hell. And before that, I used to always believe that there's no hell, this is hell. I'm gonna have another chance at another life. There's reincarnation, there should be another hope. This can't be all. So um, long story short, when we got home that night, she said, you know what, Victor, you almost got killed. God gave, he's had grace for you over and over for many years. Um, he's here right now, she told me. The Bible says we're two or three guys, he's here. I said, how you know he's here? Cause I know he's here. I said, but you're living wrong. She goes, I know I'm living wrong, but after today, I'm gonna start living right. I'm gonna have to move out. She was living with me at the time, right? She says, so what do you wanna do? She goes, I want you to pray to God. She says, I don't know how to pray to God. I, don't know. I only talk to God every now and then in Spanish. He said, well, talk to him in Spanish. That's what I was brought up, speaking in Spanish, right? So I says, all right. So she, I will never forget, man. It was like two in the morning. We sat like Indians on my bed and we were holding hands and she prayed first. She says, Lord, I pray that you help Victor. I pray that you. I pray that you get about this life, you know. I remember a prayer, you know, it broke me back then. It was like, man, this girl cares like no one else had cared before, you know. And she said, oh, I pray that you help him, that you change him the way I've seen you change others, you know. And I'm listening, I'm thinking, you know, what I got to lose, right? She says, Victor, God's here. Tell him what you need to tell him. And I remember I said in Spanish, I said, Dios, perdóname. I, mean, I said, forgive me for everything I've done, all I've been. You know, if you're real, I said, change me. Come into my heart, change me, God. I said, because I'm tired of this life. You know what I mean? I lost a lot of friends, lost my cousin, lost a lot of people. And I know I'm about to be lost too. I said, before that happens, I said, God, come into my life and change me if you're real. I said in Spanish, she didn't speak Spanish. And I remember um, after we were done, I, I said, okay, I, I'm done. I didn't feel nothing. 
But then she told me, she said, what you ask him? I said, I asked him that if he's real to change me, he'll come into my life. And she told me, I'll never forget what she told me. She said, I said, Victor, you're born again. I said, what do you mean you're born again? I said, this is a day that the Lord has made for you. June 5th, 1996, you've been born again. You got the Holy Spirit of God in you now. Now God's going to help you. He's going to change you. I said, are you sure? She says, yeah. Wow, I got all happy. I remember, yeah, really? Are you sure? Yeah, Victor, you're changed. So I got up. I, I used to slang uh, in the neighborhood. I used to sound uh, rock cocaine. But from my house, I used to, I used to sound marijuana. I got up and I started... Um, Flushing my, my, the weed down the toilet. I remember I said, that's it, I'm gonna change, I'm gonna give this up. And my mom got up, I, I, with my mom, I was living with my mom back then. She got up, Victor, what are you doing? I said, mom, I'm, I'm flushing away all the drugs, mom. I gave my life to Jesus, mom. And she's like, what? Victor, you smoke, you, because I used to smoke Sherm, I used to smoke P-Dogs, I used to smoke all kinds of stuff. She thought I was high. I said, mom, I'm not high, mom. I almost got killed tonight, but I didn't. I go, God gave me a second chance, and I, I gave my life to God, and guess what, mom? You need God too, mom. And my mom was ah, don't sorry. This girl's been talking crazy to you. She was, oh, you know, Victor, you're going to flush my toilet. Stop what you're doing. Okay, mom, I'll get rid of it in the trash tomorrow. Don't worry, mom. You know what? After that, uh, my customers are coming the next day through my window. Victor, I need this. I need that. Rather than having the, the weed for them, I says, you know what you need? You need Jesus. <laughs> and I just tell, tell people from that day on, you know, from that morning from that day on i've been telling jesus you know what you need jesus the way he changed me and, and you don't know who i've been you know and i know that i know that he's real because he changed me so ever since then my, my hope my prayer is that as many people um as many people as i can influence um to come to know the lord the way that girl influenced me that's what i want to do i want to just tell people about the love of god now i'm 40 years old I'm happily married. I got three beautiful children. I live in La Mirada in the suburbs. I'm not boasting, guys. I work for the city of LA. But you know what? Ever since I accepted God, everything changed. Now I'm a blessed man, and I know that God could bless you. Life, hope, and truth for Generation Now. This is Hashtag Gospel. Relevant, inspiring, and straight to the point. The gospel and what it means for us. In 1952, the ship Pendleton split in two off the coast of Cape Cod, Massachusetts. Those aboard were in desperate need of a rescue team to get them off the sinking ship. So the Coast Guard answered the call. They set out in the middle of the night, in the middle of a storm, and risked their lives to save people they had never met. There's a similar mission that Jesus gives his followers, and it's our job to answer his call. He invites all who have started walking with him to join the rescue team. Our role is to simply be willing to share our own stories. God is the only one able to save people. But it can be scary, kind of like setting out in the middle of the night during tumultuous weather. Maybe you worry that you won't have anything worthwhile to say. Maybe you wonder if you're worthy enough. After all, you don't have all the answers. You're still getting to know God yourself. That's okay. The great thing about being part of God's rescue team is that unlike the Coast Guard, the only prerequisite is to believe and have a personal story to share. Just think of something God has done for you, some way He has changed you, and share that. God doesn't wait until we think we know enough to join Him. He wants you to answer the call right now. Even if you think you aren't qualified, He says you are. This is the Gospel. Hashtag Gospel. View each message as an amazing animated video at hashtaggospel.com. That's H-A-S-H-T-A-G, gospel.com. Follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter 
at hashtag gospel. It's time for a bottle of Bill's Wisdom, a short, single-serving message of wisdom from our friend, Pastor Bill Leach. One Christian writer suggested that becoming a Christian is akin to hiring a contractor to fix up your house. The roof leaks, the doors don't close properly, the pipes rattle, the house is drafty. So you invite the contractor and you say, look, I don't really you know, know much about this, but you know, here, please do whatever is necessary. Please fix this place up. And in the beginning, that's exactly what Jesus does. He fixes the, the leaks, patches the roof, the holes. But one day you come home and discover he's knocking out walls. And you say, hey, wait, I never signed up for this. And then there's scaffolding in the back, and new wings are being put on the house, and, and pretty soon a bell tower is going up. And it begins to dawn on you that while you wanted him to turn you into this nice little secure cottage, what he's really doing is transforming you into a palace fit for a king. Jesus is not a house cat. He's a lion. <laughs> He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. You can't tame him. There is something wildly unpredictable about him. Every action story begins with a hero or heroine. Is that how you say it? I, every time I say that, I, th I think about something else. Heroine. <laughs> The lady hero. <laughs> I don't know why I think about it. I never, I have, I have no confessions to make today. <laughs> there's, there's, it's not that kind of a service. But. But, but the primary actor, they're living, they're, they're living a normal, safe, routine life, and then something happens to change all of that. The person is invited into the unknown. There, there's a call away from security. You go through a door, you take a trip, and suddenly you find yourself in the adventure of a lifetime. And in the end, there's hidden treasure discovered, but there are a lot of pitfalls and dangers and twists and turns along the way. There's a line in the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe where the children meet, the, I think it's the beaver, and they, they're talking about Aslan the lion. He's telling about Aslan the lion, and they ask the beaver, is he safe? The beaver answers, safe? No, he's not safe, but he's good. As a young person, I was defiantly on the wrong road. Drugs and crime were a huge part of my life, but God pulled me out of that. Shortly after I gave my life to the Lord, my best friend Q was shot to death. I felt horrible because I never got the chance to tell him about how God was changing my life. From then on, I vowed to pray for my friends and share my faith with them. And then we all lived happily ever after, right? Wrong. Basically, I ended up losing all of my so-called friends, uh, but they did hear my story. Even when we feel like we're taking a loss for following God, He promises to bring about greater blessings, and to His credit, He has. Today, the mission continues. We want to reach as many people as possible. 
Will you partner with us by reaching out with the gospel? No, no, no. I'm not going to ask you for money. I just want to ask you to share this podcast online. And before you click that share button, stop and say a quick prayer for God to reach someone. Thanks a lot. Our next episode is entitled Coming Home. We've all had friends and family who have run away from God, and it seems hopeless, like they will never return back to Him. But I'm living proof that God can and will go get those lost sheep. Catch you next time. Thank you for listening to the Think Twice TV podcast. Come see us at thinktwicetv.com. Find original videos, true life stories, and content to help you grow your faith at thinktwicetv.com. This project is sponsored by Media Messengers Evangelistic Association, revealing the love and power of God through media. MediaMessengers.org. If you like the show, follow us on social media. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at MMessengers, on Instagram at Media Messengers, or subscribe to our growing YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Media Messengers. And please, please help us reach more people by sharing this podcast. Lastly, check the show notes for links and resources. God bless.